Hello there, and welcome to the uh, third episode of Shopify Kryptonite, the official woman series of Shopify and e-commerce. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the basic KPIs you should be actually running and then monitoring when you do sales in Shopify. My name is Teemu Tolonen, and I have again my lovely colleague Mikko Rekola with me in this episode. Welcome, Mikko. Thank you. Hello to all of you. However, like KPI is my favorite subject, so very happy to be here to help you guys out. Perfect. I could actually do a quick introduction regarding KPIs. I, uh, I'm working for Woolman, I'm, I'm a partner in the company, but then I'm running, as you may already know, I'm running my own Shopify shop, doing a few hundred thousand euros in sales this year, so I'm kind of keeping it, it pretty basic. So the, the basic KPIs that I'm, I'm looking at the moment are, of course, the traffic. Uh, am, I, am I getting traffic to the shop? What is the conversion? And what is the average order? What do you think, Mikko? Am I, am I doing the right things at the moment? Or should I, should I be actually looking something else as well? Yeah, you're Temu on the right track. So for, for Shopify merchants, the basic benefit is that you have excellent analytics from Shopify itself. Shopify Analytics is one of the most underused software for the, for the merchants, and they haven't quite understood how good and powerful it is. And answering directly to your question, we have noticed that we can divide our merchants to three different kind of groups. Yeah. One group is a group of merchants and stores who actually need to have lots of returning clients. So they are not making that much profit with a single, single purchase. They need clients to get back. Then there is the other segment where you can even live with a single, pro, a single purchase, which then gives you enough margin. So it could be even like a once in a lifetime purchase. And then finally, all these subscription businesses. Um, and all of these businesses require sort of different kind of approach when it comes to KPIs and measuring. However, basic KPIs are more or less the same for all. That's good. Uh, what I found in my own shop is that kind of, it's really seasonal business. So I'm selling fishing gear or, or goods related to fishing. So when, when the fishing season is on, uh, I, I basically have a different way how I actually build the traffic. And the conversion, it's, it's much lower when we are in the off season. So kind of when the fishing isn't on top of anyone's mind, I'm getting the sales, I'm getting the traffic, but the conversion is it's much lower. Uh, what do you think? Should I be concerned about the low conversion? I wouldn't be concerned. So the conversion rate is one of those figures that always create this kind of situation that you have some sort of figure in your head, my conversion should be three, or I've read online that my conversion should be five on this industry. It doesn't go like that. Yeah. So the conversion rate tells you how many of those visitors will purchase, but it doesn't take into consideration at all your volume. So actually, in many cases, if you have a very good conversion rate, that means that you don't have enough traffic and it's very seasonal. We have seasonal businesses where the conversion rate can be horrible when it's off season. And then when it comes to unseason, it goes all the way, all the way um, 
and the conversion can, can get really high. But to understand what conversion rate actually measures is the key thing to understand here. What about Shopify Analytics demo? Have you used Shopify Analytics yourself? And what KPIs are you measuring from there? That's a perfect question. I think uh, I'm a simple guy. I'm, I'm a simple guy, so I want to kind of keep the uh, the admin side of the things really simple. So I've been basically looking at the basic marketing reports from Shopify Analytics from different sources. So kind of it doesn't matter if it's Klaviyo, if it's uh, uh, Facebook, if it's Google Ads. I can track the uh, the conversion and kind of the return on the ad spend all the return on the kind of marketing activities from the uh, Shopify's own analytics. I think that's that's perfect. Uh, the only problem that I've been kind of having with Shopify analytics is that kind of the basic way to how they report the returning customers. I'm not really sure if it's if it's valid. So kind of it's uh, letting me know that 20% or 25% of the other customers are coming back. But I don't know much about my customers. and kind of the new tool that I just started trialing was the uh, the segments application, which we, which was kind of giving me a lot of lot of good data about returning customers, one time customers, uh, loyalty customers. So I think that's something I should have a kind of more in depth look in, in the next weeks before the fishing season starts. How would you guide me kind of building the first segments from the customer? base or the audience base good point so most likely most of you merchants you need to have some growth apps if you are not willing to do all of those calculations by yourself and a lucky situation that there are lots of alternatives nowadays and that's just one of the good examples um how to actually move and be fast with these segments the basic way we use all the help our clients are that if they have very loyal clients to have been unactive for a while or a longer period, then now would be the perfect time to trying to activate them. So that's yep. a complete no brainer, easy to do. And with some sort of like discount code, very accessible, that's one. And then the second one is that most of our clients are kind of struggling with the fact that they don't exactly know uh, who are they, their most valuable clients and how can you find more of those? So then um, recommended is to do some sort of like estimate which are the most valuable clients and try to search similar to those clients. And that you can do easily when, you, when you're doing paid acquisition on platforms such as like Facebook, Instagram or Google. What, what's a what's a minimum amount of customers or emails that I need to have so I can create a good lookalike audience? Right, very basic question when it comes to yeah. Facebook world. Uh, you should have at least like three thousand. Nowadays, it's recommended you would have closer to five thousand uh, of those, and then you will get a kind of okay one percent lookalike. Um, and that will then like help you doing more affordable uh, acquisition in the future. Um, and then like second thing I want to point out here is that for basic merchants, Shopify analytics is most likely enough. You will get from their average order value. You can track their the traffic. You can look at the daily sales, weekly sales. Just keep in mind that look at things with a, a longer trend. So never 
ever look just at a single day sales or something. Try to look for trends and understand yeah. that when you're measuring what's happening in your shop today, that actually is what's what you have done in the past. So you have changed the store, you have launched products, you've gotten traffic in. So understand that the results of today are actually like um, somewhat of a, a, a background of what you have done in the past. I, as a, as a merchant myself, I've been kind of, again, having a simple logic. I'll, I'll try to get the traffic. I'm sure that some of the traffic will mm, lead into conversions, actually buying customers. I don't want to do upselling and then too much pushing when they're on the site. I want them to have a kind of a nice customer experience. And, and then I don't have, I don't have the 3000 emails yet. So what do you think? What's, what would be the next steps, how I could scale my business from that? Well, rule number one is to be patient. And then like rule number two, we usually use with our bigger or even large merchants is the yeah. fact that it always comes down to the customer journey. What are people doing there? Who are the people and where are they coming from? There are some excellent Shopify apps where you can then even measure after the purchase by a pop-up or a question that where did you hear from us? And that then helps you to understand that, okay, where did that final traction come from? And in many cases that also helps, helps the measuring. But I understand the struggle. If you are a small merchant, you would like to scale up as fast as possible, but you have to be patient. You have to try to understand more about your clients. And then most crucial one is the customer acquisition cost. So yeah. you shouldn't be uh, like getting clients with very high prices. You most likely need to be patient, try to make sure that you get the right clients, not the volume, um, rather than the volume good quality leads and try to make them to repurchase or find similar similar clients to those that's something what i've i've kind of tried to do myself is is that again kind of keeping simple logic is that uh putting in the other uh, paid ads getting the traffic and then i've found out my, that my my newsletter campaigns uh either automated ones or just weekly newsletters they've been really good and they started to be much better when i actually started to segment the customers so I don't send the same newsletters out to everyone, kind of creating, again, a basic way how you can measure the uh, the loyalty customers, the most likely to purchase ones. Or then what I try to do is that the ones who don't actually react, react to kind of any of the emails, those are the ones who will get something, uh, maybe a discount code or, or something that they would actually activate and come, and back, come back to the shop and buy. And again, the basic, KPIs that are there is, is that uh, I usually kind of do careful segmentation or split the, the work that I do in pieces. So even if it's only 300 euros that I get from a Klaviyo newsletter that's uh, sent out to really kind of careful segment of the customer database, I think it's, it's kind of something any merchant should do. And it's always kind of, uh, it's 15 minutes well spent if I get few purchases or five or even 10 if, I, if I'm lucky. What do you think? Exactly. Sounds like a very good way to proceed. And I would just like to point out that when it comes to the whole acquisition process, you should definitely have um, 
segmented audiences and then you should do more targeted messages when it comes to paid acquisition and also email automations and so on. And then the most common question people usually ask me that is my like acquisition expensive here? Well, I could say that in Europe, a customer acquisition is very affordable compared to the States. Um, so there are big differences in there. And then you just have to understand that am I aiming for a single purchase or am I aiming that the same client will come over and over again? And then giving like a very pro professional tip here is that one tool our clients are not using as much as they should is that Facebook has its own analytics as well, where you can build very straightforward, easy dashboards. And there, as just as an example, you can then combine Facebook data with their excellent demographics data. You can have a look that who are the pe people who are adding to cart most, what's their uh, demographic segment or their age. And that's a basic understanding what most of our merchants are like lacking that, hey, I'm now aiming my acquisition budget to that segment, which then gives me the, the cheapest click or uh, cheapest conversion, which might be at the cart. The, the thing that you're actually looking for is that which is the segment that is delivering me uh, the most when it comes to much more longer term than that. That's a good definition and again, important information. Uh, what do you think are a lot of the merchants going behind the, uh, the kind of the operating costs? Do they evaluate how kind of different kind of orders based on how many products or what kind of products or what kind of profit margin those products leave? Are they doing calculations is, is that part of the kpi process that i should have or anyone should have as a merchant well definitely it's something that some are doing quite well however quite many have lots of uh, adjustments there to be made so as a merchant you should always understand that what are my margins if i do some discounts what that, that what does that mean and not look as a a customer just based on a single order, if your business is such that the client will return. So how can I retain the client? How can I get that client back? What about word of mouth? There are many things to consider in here. So not just looking at a single order is my, my basic, uh, basic advice here. Yeah, I think this is again a area where kind of the the more you get to do this, uh, the more you kind of get experienced on the analytics, the more you actually see some single incidents coming up. Maybe again, a newsletter or uh, uh, a leaflet or kind of a ad, a physical ad within the shipment or something. You kind of, you can test different things and then kind of see. So again, I think it's, it's good to be really analytic so that you have a really good look on the numbers all the time and then leave the uh, kind of the, how should I put it? The information you, you kind of, you get by doing on, on the uh, evaluation line as well. So you kind of don't look completely at the numbers. You kind of, you trust yourself as a merchant. And then if you feel that this will be a good thing, then go for it. But again, you can go completely with the with the other uh, feeling i think you're going to be running into a wall if you don't kind of know the basic numbers and the basic kpis 
Definitely. And then something that at least is the thing I'm trying to point out to my clients is that you need to understand your customer acquisition costs. So you should yeah. roughly understand how much you're spending on marketing and how many new clients that is bringing to you. There are things that might be somewhat difficult, such as like doing some big display display campaign or doing, I don't know, more traditional advertising like print or whatever. Um, but even in that case, you should have some sort of understanding that how much money I need to put in to get one new client. And yeah. there, when doing then like campaigns, which products to, to highlight, or then if needed, do you need to upsell? You need to do some, some sort of tricks there to make yeah. sure that you are at least somewhat profitable after first order or the first two or three orders. Well, let's actually stop there for just a second. How would you do the basic calculation? Would you just kind of, if we're looking on the customer acquisition cost, would you have a look on the uh, marketing spend in total and then just actually have on the look on the new customer sales per that month? Or how would you do? Yes. So important is to keep very straight line so you need yeah. to only look at new clients you need to double check make sure from the analytics that only the new clients put all your marketing effort on the table so if you are doing paid acquisition you need to calculate both new customer acquisition retargeting several different channels be rather too honest here than dishonest and then hopefully you will see what's roughly the price for me when it comes to one new client and then the second reminder this is a cost that is going in most cases a bit like up and down so it's difficult to hold that on a steady level but then when you find ways to really attract the clients in affordable ways then you can try to scale it up uh, as, as an experienced growth hacker, having to say that it's not always so easy. <laughs> uh, what's, a, what's a timeline that you would do the evaluation? Do you check it on a monthly basis or uh, once per quarter, uh, just out of curiosity? Depending on the case, when I was doing one of the biggest cases I've, I've had on my belt, I was doing it daily. Um, but for a basic merchant, I would recommend doing that like at least weekly. Um, yeah. If you are living in a, a, a life or you're too busy, then you should do it monthly or so. But I would really recommend my clients who really want to grow their e-commerce to do that weekly or even several times a week. And if you are doing global acquisition, if you have several countries, then you should be able to compare these figures. And that's sort of like the fun part of this game because customer acquisition between different countries, different markets can be yeah. very different. And that then shows you where should you, should you allocate your marketing resources. So yeah. you should be very flexible in that. Okay, that's actually a good, um information again so if we know the customer acquisition cost i'm guessing kind of the next value we should bring on uh, onto the table would be the the customer lifetime value so if i'm knowing that i'm cash flow positive in my customer acquisition so kind of the the money that i put in will actually be coming in with a higher profit already on the first purchase or in the follow-up purchases so i think that's the part where the segmentation or the customer lifetime evaluation comes into play definitely definitely and like trying to trying to 
aim for those segments that are the most uh, profitable for you. Uh, just out of like practice, I would like to point out that in many cases, you can find such a group after those calculations. But then the difficulty is that the, this like VIP or high CLV list is very, very narrow. So it might be just like tens or hundreds or a couple of thousands of persons. And those are super valuable for business for your business. They are bringing the value, but it might be difficult to find similar persons or trying to sell even more to those. So then the, the task you have is sort of like try to find the biggest, second biggest uh, similar type of audience or a more more of a mass audience that is still profitable. So don't focus only on the high CLV audience. Try to get also a profitable mass audience to help you out when you are in need of more more mass and cash flow. So I'm kind of I'm trying to build a picture in my head. So if I'm a new merchant or I'm a growing merchant, so I'm first kind of looking on the fact that I'm getting enough traffic. I'm I'm keeping in track of the uh, the customer acquisition cost. I'm having a look on the average order, and the average order value basically only because I want to make sure that my customer acquisition cost is kind of on a on a good level. That kind of the orders that the customers place will be big enough already in the first stage, or if they won't, then kind of. I'm going in to actually look on the segments or the customer lifetime value that all my customers actually bringing in enough money in the first six months or the first 12 months. Am I, am I roughly yes. getting it? Yes. So what's your payback time? Are you profitable already from the first order or does yeah. that require several orders? And when that requires like several orders, that then typically means time. So yeah. can you live with the fact that you are not making money on the first order? You might make money on the second, third or fourth order. Personally, if I would design an e-commerce, if I would be a merchant, I would like to be profitable pretty soon. Uh, yeah. Understanding the fact that it is always much more tricky to get that repurchase to occur than just like selling, selling an item once especially if the item is like mid-range or cheaper than that. Perfect. I think I'm feeling much more comfortable again about the, the basic KPIs. Uh, I think we skipped it in the start of the episode. So what's the tip of the week we should be actually giving our customers now again in the middle of these special times? Definitely. Uh, my tip of the week would be that you should know your customer journey. You can check your customer journey from Shopify Analytics. It's easy to follow the basic steps. Where are my uh, visitors coming? What are the sources? And now very important, are the sources similar uh, to the era before COVID-19? Are they the same? What about the devices? And then what kind of steps are they doing in my store? Which landing pages are they visiting? Are they adding to cart? What kind of actions are they taking there? So after talking with many, many clients in different countries, this is basic understanding that most of the clients have. However, the issue is that they are not checking this not on a weekly basis, not on, on even on monthly basis, to understand what's actually happening inside my shop. 
Should I make some adjustments? Uh, do I have some hurdles coming, co co going? Should I have some campaigns go coming up? What should I adjust there? So Shopify analytics can help you out. How is my customer journey working? And when yeah. you look at the conversion rate, even don't look at the basic conversion figure, try to understand that how are those steps going? Are people still adding to cart? How many are going to check out? Has that changed compared to March, February, January last year? That will guide you very, very well through on the tasks you should be worried about or the next tasks you should bring on your table. And this information combined to the business specific information, is it the seasonal business? Uh, what you're actually selling? And that would be basically kind of enough to do really good decisions based on the KPIs we see coming from the Shopify analytics. Exactly. And Temu, if you are in a yeah. hurry, what figures are you then looking? What are the key KPIs when you're like a busy guy, you just want to look at your Shopify from your phone, which key KPIs are you following? Well, I'm keeping it really simple. I'm looking at the daily traffic, making sure that I'm getting enough traffic, traffic per day or per week. So kind of putting in the uh, the content in the social media, getting the newsletters out, and then I'm looking on the average order value. And I've kept it really simple. So kind of the products that I display on the front page, kind of the, the ones that I really want to promote are the ones that I'm kind of keeping track uh, as, as most. And one good thing, it's really not a KPI related, but a lot of the Shopify teams have the possibility to do pre-orders. Pre I think this was something we mentioned already on the first episode, talking about how to do the first million in sales. That's something that I've done a lot during the uh, the last weeks because you can kind of then decide if there's an actual interest for new products if I put the pre-order label and, and see, is it getting the traffic, is it getting the sales? But for me, keeping it super simple, enough traffic, uh, average order value, the conversion. I'm actually looking only two things, uh, what the total conversion rate is and are people getting the, uh, the add the cards going in the shop. If not, then it's, it's kind of a sign for me that I need to do a campaign, I need to do a discount, I need to do a new product launch. It can be a really small one, but I need to do something. So that's kind of my take on, on this level where I am at the moment as a merchant. Definitely. And if you want to even go further, then just make sure you, you always use UTM codes in all of your advertising, because even Shopify Analytics understands you, UTM codes, then you can compare those results. And then if you are like more um, driven into data, then you can use Google Analytics there as well. For many of our merchants who are like really killing it, they have uh, separate dashboards on, on Google Data Studio or Clipfolio, and there yeah. you can create more advanced key KPIs. But even uh, from my point of view, even the basic thing is to measure those key KPIs, understand them, follow them. With those, you can scale up, you can understand what growth really is. And the only then try to put more effort in data if you have these key KPIs in your head, even though I would I would I would like to do more advanced analytics. I think for the majority, basic analytics and understanding basic analytics is the key. 
I'm going to take this as a home lesson for the next episode. I'm going to do some basic calculations or actually draw a map about my customer journey so I can identify what's happening on average when I get a new customer, what they do, what they uh, most likely product is that they uh, purchase first and actually have a good idea. I want to see the products, what they purchased first and they haven't bought anything afterwards. So I can actually kind of exclude those customers out from my, my equation and I'll try to get the ones who have been repeating customers and see if there's something that's matching on, on kind of those those cases the customers who have uh, made two three four even five orders from my shop are they actually buying something first is it going to be an apparel fly book or whatever so I think I'm going to do a bit of homework do some customer journey mapping and, and see how things will be when we're going to do the next episode super perfect <laughs> thank you for the conversation again Mikko stay tuned bye bye